0: 1963, the President of the United States has been shot dead. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. The flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. John Fitzgerald Kennedy has only been president for three short years. I'm a real history nerd. I read history books all the time. I watch period pieces and dramas. I love imagining going back in time. In fact, that's what my dreams are made of. And it's very rare to find someone who has the same bizarre obsession And I found such a person in Anthony Medera, who is the CEO of Taylor Blinds. We decided in 2018 we were going to get together the following year, and we were going to put together a series of history podcasts on the lesser-known side of the people that you might have heard of, the great characters of history. That is what these podcasts are all about. We're going to skip ahead to last century, a man who has also left his mark on history, someone who I think every American knows the name of, and most people all over the world have come to know the name of, mostly through the manner of his death. But John F. Kennedy, or John Fitzgerald Kennedy, they called him Jack during his life, was President of the United States. That was primarily what people knew him for, but we'll look into his history in a little bit, and I suppose also the family. And the circumstances around that very conspiratorial death in 1963.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible story of the Kennedys and uh, started, I think, obviously from Ireland right mm-hmm. in the very beginning. And I think extreme, extreme entrepreneurship on both sides, actually, on Joe's side and on Rose's side. It's incredible what they did. And then by the time it, it reached Joe and when they got married, they were extremely wealthy. Mm-hmm. So none of the Kennedy children wanted for anything. They weren't uncontroversial. They were, first of all,
0: Catholics. And in America, that's a minority religion. They were also, they made some of their fortune, at least, off of bootlegging during the Prohibition, which is where you sell alcohol, even though you're not meant to. And uh, Joe was a bit of a Nazi sympathizer. If you go through his his notes, messages, and his letters he would send to people during his
1: time as ambassador to to Britain, so not uncontroversial. Definitely not. Look, the damage was done uh, when he was ambassador, and he really didn't want America to go into the war, and obviously he was protecting his own interests, you know, capitalism, and he didn't mm-hmm. want want that. But then he supported it. He gave it his hundred percent. Like all candidates do in the beginning, reluctant, and then they give it their hundred and fifty percent. But by then, the damage was done to Joe already. His reputation.
0: Well, he always wanted one of his children to be president, and his first and best hope was his eldest son, Joe Jr., who was killed during World War II, and the dream of, of being president was then relayed to Jack, who was the second-born son. He wasn't a great specimen. He always had back problems. He wasn't as strong as his older brother. He was certainly clever, and he did go to, to war. He was a naval reserve officer. And he quite famously said, when he was honorably discharged, the full rank of lieutenant, and asked why he became a war hero, he actually joked, "Eh, uh, it was easy, Uh, they cut my PT boat in half. Mm. So (laughs) he became a war hero, and it helped him,
1: obviously, to launch a campaign Mm. for president. But it was really his dad's dream. Yeah, 100%. The interesting thing was he had massive heart. He was weaker, as you said. He suffered from a lot of illnesses. When his brother used to beat him up when they were young, he used to always fight back, come, come, come at him, come at him. And as they started growing up, Joe Jr. and Jack were extremely competitive. And Joe Jr. was very, very upset that Jack somehow weaseled his way into being in the war before he did. So he was posted out in the Pacific. And then he was even more traumatized and upset when his PT boat got cut in off. I think he got the Purple Heart. So yeah. the only... American president to get that. So so he he was very upset. And that's why he kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And ultimately taking that fateful flight, Joe Jr., it was actually totally unnecessary because they'd already achieved it via the army. And he took a flight where the plane was completely full of bombs and he had to parachute out. And it went off way before they were supposed to get to their target. Hmm. So it was actually very sad, but he was driven so much towards being the top in the family. Yeah, they were competitive, and they, they weren't always the luckiest people either. I mean, the
0: eldest daughter, Rosemary, was very controversially lobotomized when that procedure was only just being experimented with because she was uh, mildly retarded, and the parents were embarrassed, and uh, they decided to send her off to an institution. I think she only died in the 90s. Partly, her death and, and her very sad story is what got... The Shriver's so involved in starting the Special Olympics. And because Maria Shriver, their daughter, eventually married Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's why he's involved in the Special Olympics like he is to this day.
1: This also gives a bit of character here. If we look at how the family visited Rosemary, it shows the heart of Joe and Bobby, for that matter. And then I think it was Jean, Maria's mom. Yeah. Um, they continued to. To visit when she was put in school joe used to always come and visit when she was in a special school they used to come and visit bobby was also attentive so they had that side of them They definitely were a very very strong family unit they had compassion they definitely had compassion
0: so how did it work i mean joe obviously the father now paid for the campaign because they had lots of money but he had this burning desire to get jack in there and he even engaged with gangsters and whoever he needed to to get the votes that that Jack would need to first of all get the Democratic nomination
1: and then to run against Richard Nixon in 1960. Bobby ran an incredible campaign. He didn't want to, once again, Kennedy, but then when he did it, he did an incredible job. Dad's money, seriously, seriously rich. The charisma, that million dollar smile, great orator, you know, all the ingredients to get him across the line. The big thing about Joe, if you can put a statement to Joe, he never thought things through, he didn't look at the end game. For sure, he had the end game in mind and he wanted a Kennedy to be in the White House. But the challenge for him was he didn't look at the consequences. So he riled up the CIA, he riled up the mob. He had, had a supposedly a history with the mob for many, many years. And that supposedly, as well, that kicked him to a new level in terms of wealth. But he didn't think things through. And I think that, that came back to roost, um, especially with his children. They the, wanted their favors repaid. 100% right. Speculation, yeah. Gareth, but um, yeah. Well, he was the first
0: president in a very, very long time to have been assassinated, and we'll talk about how that happened in a short while. But he was also the youngest president. He was the youngest man elected president at age 43. He was also a Roman Catholic, as we said, only Roman Catholic president in U.S. history. And then he became president and had to deal with what was probably the sharpest end of the Cold War. Uh, Khrushchev was on the ascendant in Russia. Russia was really trying everything it could to... Force America's hand to try and break the situation into a perhaps a a real open hot war. Berlin had been cordoned off. By that stage, Kennedy was making speeches about freedom and democracy and doing the Berlin airlifts, uh, making sure that very much needed supplies were dropped into West Berlin. The Bay of Pigs took place, which Mm. was controversial in Cuba. America obviously didn't want Cuba to become a communist country. By that stage, it had become too late. And the Cuban Missile Crisis unfolded, which was fascinating because Bobby and Jack had to
1: steer America away from a nuclear war. Yeah, that's correct. At that time, and probably even now, people thought somebody's going to push a button and we're all dead. It was that scary. And that's how tense it was. And I think that was one of his finer moments. But during that period, I mean, there was things that happened during the previous presidency where they agreed that the CIA is going to do something. They need to support the rebels when they get to the beach, when they're coming into Cuba. And this is just prior to that. At the time, the CIA explained to them what that was, and apparently he refused to give the go-ahead for America to back it up. He said it was going to cause a massive – International ent- problem. Exactly. So he backed out of it, and I think that was one of the little ticks they put in the book. Well, his
0: big enemy in the system was J. Edgar Hoover at the FBI Correct. as well, who didn't Correct. approve of him for various reasons. Um, but but he, he did some very interesting things in his short term as president. He really only had three years, and he founded the Peace Corps. Which was a big deal by the end of his presidency, a seventy percent approval rating, which was the highest right, according to that. Gallup of any president that there ever was. He did an enormous amount for the civil rights movement at that stage. Martin Luther King and his brother Bobby was was also instrumental in as attorney general, making a lot of those civil rights
1: legislation to so put legislation yeah they, a... they
0: they started to make a lot of progress with respect mm. to sorting out the very big racial inequalities in America. It was all put under the the heading of civil rights. And, and obviously, there was a lot that happened outside of the White House, but the White House was quite supportive of that movement. He did appoint a lot of his people. And Trump gets accused of this today, mm. the people he trusts, his own deputies, his own lieutenants into the White House, into his staff. There were kind of old school Kennedy family friends who were brought in to be his main advisors. And he brought in lots of women, he had girlfriends, Hollywood girlfriends. Oh, I sit you mean talking about that? Oh yeah, that's uh, Yes, of course. Not, not women into yeah, positions okay, okay. of authority, but but,
1: but that's what J. Edgar Hoover had over him. That was the scary part. That's it. He he had Inga Arvid, he
0: had Jean Tierney, he had Marilyn Monroe, Judith Campbell, Marlene Dietrich. Apparently, a lot of these women, um, we're not really sure of the details of a lot of this because he was such good friends with people in the press that they would cover up for him. And of course, J. Edgar Hoover did not like this, and he received regular reports
1: about Kennedy's indiscretions and liaisons with all these women. His Uh, bodyguards, he told his bodyguards, look, you need to go out and get X, Y, and Z for me. You couldn't satisfy him with that on that side of his life. He had lots of needs. But there was just one interesting point. We're talking about the Russian president. Khrushchev, yeah. Yeah, and he gave a dog to John F. Kennedy at the time that he was in the White House, and that dog was the could be the daughter of the first dog in space, which is very interesting. He loved animals. He had horses. He had parakeets. He had dogs. Everything in the White House. It was almost like a little bit of a zoo there.
0: That's amazing. I didn't know that at all. I know that his, his kids were regularly in the Oval Office while he was having meetings. Um, John and Caroline, and that his wife played an important role. We mustn't forget that Jackie was a was a tremendous PR win for the Kennedy campaign. She was this beautiful woman. She was from an old East Coast family, and she obviously had a, a huge role, not just in, to, in terms of the culture, creating this idea of Camelot, which people are still in love with, that that was the high apogee of American presidency, but also that she was this fashion icon, this woman who developed a sense of of awe around her and effectively gave to the Kennedys almost the position of being America's royal family. Oh, he launched the Apollo program. Oh, that's true. That was big. Let's not forget, this is kind of a big deal. He said something to the effect of, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and to do other things, not because they are easy but because they are hard. And he made speeches like that all the time. He was a terrific speaker. Um, so he launched the Apollo program. Of course, during his lifetime, he didn't get to see men land on the moon. Um, it's ironic that Nixon, who he defeated in the 1960 election, would eventually be the president at the time that the moon landings took place. Um, and that's a whole other story too about Nixon and and his hatred for for Kennedy because mm. Kennedy was younger, better looking. He wasn't as hairy and as ugly. And uh, Nixon really lost because Nixon was no good on TV. For the big debate. Yeah. He got cremated in the big debate. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good way yeah. to put it. And radio listeners thought Nixon had won the debate. TV viewers thought Kennedy had. Amazing, shows yeah. you that, that at that stage in politics, image and propaganda and the look of someone became far more sure. important than – Video killed was. the radio store. I mean it's just incredible. There we go. Um, so the the assassination.
1: Yeah. This but is uh, Gareth, just to bring stuff. in Lyndon Johnson. Yes. So there is also, there's also these lots of conspiracies. And Lyndon's also one of the possibly had him assassinated. Mm-hmm. That was also thrown in the pot. But he brought Lyndon in as the vice president. Lyndon was strong in, in the southern states. His dislike for, for John F. Kennedy was I mean, he really did dislike him seriously. I think it was a way of he to try and make sure he got the, the southern the southern states Mm. and right at the very end bobby went to because he wasn't sure bobby went to London just before and said look we're not going to make this appointment so it got quite hairy in the end just before um he was appointed then then jack went back to him said no it's a done deal you're in so there was quite a lot of i'm sure there was a rift developing so who knows which conspiracy or whatever happened that day in dallas but there's so many players
0: it's incredible yeah so of course he was, he was shot. Um, they say that there were three or four shots fired and you can watch the JFK movie. They'll tell the story much better than we can. Um, but there are a number of conspiracy theories around who actually pulled the trigger and who fired the shot that killed him. Um, Harvey, J, Lee Harvey Oswald was, was eventually convicted and before he could really stand trial or own up to anything, he was killed by Jack Ruby, who was then also killed. So there's this very complicated line which prevents us from getting the first-hand evidence from the people supposedly behind the Kennedy assassination. And his mythology has only grown since then. He's buried, of course, in Arlington National Cemetery, and his family continued to have an influence in American politics for a long time. Ted died only a few years ago, his youngest brother, Edward Kennedy, as a senator. And for a long time, the, for all intents and purposes, the symbolic leader of the democratic party the kennedys without a doubt some of the most important people and particularly jack as president and as the family leader the most important and influential kennedy but he never really had the the love that all of them craved from their dad Mm, that's very true he was a grumpy old man and and he ended up dying after a i think his third stroke after Bobby died. Yeah, and after after Ted had the Chappaquiddick incident. Oh, that's right, yeah. The guy had a really, really awful, sure. ignominious end, Joseph. Yeah. And got to see more of his family killed than any father should want to have have seen. And uh, obviously a, a miserable
1: ending for him. Yeah. When we're talking about the womanizing of, of Jack Kennedy, and you mentioned Marilyn Monroe, really believed she was going to marry Jack Kennedy. And... um she was hundred percent convinced, and the pressure started to build, and so Jack got worried. Um, J. Edgar Hoover was on his back. It was a very difficult time. So he cut it. It wasn't good for him at all. It was hurting his pre- presidency to the, such an extent that Jackie, who knew about these indiscretions, and she never said anything, but this one, she actually came forth and said, "You need to cut this. This is hurting wow. your. This is hurting your reputation, your career." Didn't Marilyn Monroe also have an affair with Bobby? Yes, correct. So then, then often, but. Bobby got the the (laughs) second hand. I don't know how to say it, but it was. Sloppy second, Exactly. And then Jack would, and then Bobby would get it. And he would seem to be very happy with that. And yes, Marilyn Monroe was, um, she started getting seriously emotionally attached. And so he needed to back off. He had to tell her to back off. And uh, not too long after that, she died of an overdose. I think Mm. it was in a, in a house in Hollywood, but not suspicious at all. No, not suspicious at all. So that could be something definitely there.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Blind History, brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. This is CliffCentral.com